I'm one of the people that, if given the option, marks down American. Okay. Well, I mean, I would say that's the ancestry I identify with. See, I always pick Eskimo because that's the rarest one. Uh, Go ahead, contradict me. And then when they, when you come in for the interview, you're like, oh, everyone lies a little bit on their resume. Yeah. Could you turn off the AC? It's fucking hot in here. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 129 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games, a completely free podcast about video games, unless you count time as a cost, and we don't. My name is Cole Ross, and I am your host, and I am joined over Skype today by... Dennis Furia. And Ben Merkel. David Moneysmith. Welcome back, Dennis. It's been a minute. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 been a minute. Uh... To get in it, to get with it, to spin it, but I'm back. Well, it's fantastic to have you back. What do we have in store for today? We have some quick hits. Going to be talking about uh, some uh, disturbing <laughs> um, developments in the uh, the PSN debacle, the aftermath to that. We're also going to be talking about some media stuff with Xbox TV and uh, Netflix and all of those kind of things. And then we're going to round out the program with a discussion about what we have been playing. If you want a little sneak peek of mine, I have decided to substantiate my uh, my crap talking uh, against Dead Island by playing a little bit of that. And I'm sure you guys have some interesting stuff to say as well. So we're going to take a quick little music break and come back on the other side with the Quick Hits. Now, the Quick Hits are where we talk about video game news, and we do it in a uh, hasty manner. But we still, you know, try and you know, give you the information that you need, plus the commentary that you desire and the, uh, the opportunity to talk that we crave. Coin sound. So the first quick hit is almost like a mystery hit. Uh, Xbox TV is going to be a thing this holiday season. What is Xbox TV, you might ask? It's uh, something that Microsoft recently announced. And the company, Microsoft, is currently in talks with dozens or hundreds of content (laughs) suppliers for the service which will mix live TV and on-demand content. And it's rumored that Microsoft is working with Comcast and Verizon to get the shows onto the surface. Yet no pricing has been announced. Dozens or hundreds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to put uh, five minutes on the clock and we're going to see where this goes. The, I, I, I added this to the program notes because this is something that's irritating me. I, I've yet to see TV done right. Yeah. In a way that isn't just the worst experience possible i had a bit of an experience last thursday when it's always sunny in philadelphia uh had its season premiere went to watch it on uh my time warner cable box and it would not air in high definition it just kept on locking up and freezing and said this is not available um yesterday i was sitting down and i wanted to watch some tv i saw that peewee's big adventure was on uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, that channel was not available. Nice. And then I decided, I went and looked around and saw, oh, Young Frankenstein is on. Another fantastic movie. I counted as one of my favorites. And that was a pay channel. Um, and I've been waiting and hoping in my heart of hearts that somebody would make TV that isn't just the most awful thing in the entire world. And uh, I don't know if, if Microsoft can can do it. Yeah, it, it, first off, I'm surprised you found Young Frankenstein on a pay channel. Like, must have been between, like, Naughty Vixens and Fight Night 500, you know? <laughs> well, that's the thing, because, like, they have, like, HBO On Demand and High Definition and, you know, things like that. I can understand, you know, some channels are subscription, you know, channels, but these are, you know, it seems like every network has a four-pay movie channel now, and they don't hide those out. I wish there was an option where you could say, don't put pay channels in this, but they want to, you know, hang that out there so you can see a fantastic Mel Brooks film. And, uh, like, oh, man, do I want to pay for this? Okay, well, okay, 15 bucks a month, that's not, man, that's not bad and then boom there you go just the worst i can definitely feel for you because actually um right before getting on for this podcast i was filling out a service request on my cable which isn't working but i mean really most of the time i just do hulu or um netflix um i think that i'm just tired of watching television programs on my computer screen that's okay for for a minute, but it's just kind of like my my TV 
is always a monitor, simply just a monitor for my for 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 my for my gaming systems, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It just every time I try and watch TV on there. My problem is, you know, I can't imagine this coming at a cost that isn't uh, completely absurd. How do you define absurd? Absurd. I'm I'm talking like um, okay. So in order to in order to do Netflix on um, Xbox 360, you have to be a gold member, which is you know sixty dollars per year, and then you have to have a uh, you know a Netflix membership, which for a while there was up to about fifteen dollars per thing. Now it's down to eight. Hulu Plus, you have to you know subscribe to them. I believe it's like what fifteen dollars per month, which in the scheme of things compared to like cable, dear God, if you do cable, that's what fifty sixty dollars a month. Yeah, to have like a modicum of you know any kind of a good cha- you know good number of channels. That's just I I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think that the content. Uh, providers in this case Verizon Comcast etc um, are going to let this be something where it's like oh that's packed in with your with, with your Xbox Live Gold case in point um, DirecTV added the NFL season ticket to PlayStation 3 and you have to pay like 600 bucks for the entire season to get that and apparently it didn't really work on the first uh, on opening weekend <laughs> that's just crazy in order for it to be worth it it would have to be better than netflix which probably means it would have to be less than 15 dollars because i can't really see them providing a better service it's almost i mean netflix is almost like the world of warcraft of that industry in that it was kind of their not necessarily first but early enough on it set so many of the standards and so many people are subscribed to it that they've really got the muscle to one do it well enough to make it work and then two to kind of edge out anyone who tries to tries to get in on their turf they've established a synecdoche which is you know it's a, you know, a, a service that either streams movies or you know mails things to you that's our time Whoa, <laughs> that's impressive i know right um no just anything that mails dvds to you is now netflix you know, yep. as opposed to, oh, it's not Blockbuster's video service or whatever. But uh, uh, we'll see that uh, Netflix may not be the king of this forever, um, at least as we at least as we understand it. Uh, so. Oh, sorry. <laughs> down. <laughs> down, boy. Down. <laughs> Unleash the dogs. Can we start yelling dive every time the timer goes off? <laughs> <gasps> I just I just love that if you keep on talking after the timer goes off, they set the dogs on you. That's, uh, that's pretty <laughs> This week, Netflix announced that it will be splitting its company into two, with the DVD shipping part of their business becoming the horribly named Quickster. Let's just let that one sit there for a while. Gonna let that hang. <laughs> Quickster. Okay. I like this spelling. <laughs> let me let me go vomit. Can I can I spell? You're you're a marketing and branding guy too, so this must just be like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, we need to hurry up. Dennis is getting physically ill by this. It's spelled Q-W-I-K-S-T-E-R. Quickster. Well, this move will have tremendous repercussions on the home video industry. It's been revealed that Quickster will be edging its way into video game rentals as well. This feature is being billed as an upgrade option, and no pricing information has been released. Uh, this will be similar to when uh, Netflix that was offered Blu-rays for a couple extra bucks a month. Um, so this is them kind of firing a shot across Gamefly's bow. I am going to put uh, five minutes on the clock, and we're going to see where this takes us. Um, as uh, most of us have been Gamefly subscribers, you know, what do we think of this? Dennis, you being the one who uh, uh, was most loyal to the service. Uh, honestly, I don't think it's a shot across Gamefly's bow uh, at all. Um, I think what happened was Netflix wanted to find a way to cut off the one arm of its business that wasn't profitable <laughs> and uh, wanted to do it, You kind of let it die without hurting its overall financials so you spin it off and let it go die in a corner on its own while the rest of your business continues looking great so i think gamefly is probably looking at this saying meh you know (laughs) i feel i feel bad for the people who are going to have to you know redo their subscriptions after three months when this thing dies 
it is a horribly handled thing. I woke up on Monday morning and I had an email from the CEO of Netflix basically explaining, yeah, we're going to break this in two. And it's like, how bad is it that the CEO is like talking to the average customer saying <laughs> this is this is the new direction for our companies? Yeah, but you're right. You know, it is it is their way of trying to quarantine the uh, the bad part. And, and, and I agree. It's, you know, so, you know, DVDs are going the way of wax cylinders. <laughs> but let's assume that this is kind of billed as a killer feature. You know, if it's if it's priced cheaper than than GameFly, I could imagine that Netflix with their with their current kind of infrastructure and their deals with, you know, the the United States postal system. You know, this might expedite shipping. This might make it a little bit better uh, for, for for the customer. I mean, any thoughts on that? The postal service might not be a good bet right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's out, that's out of scope. But continue. I don't know. I mean, when um, Des and I were well, when I was mooching off of Des's Netflix um, <laughs> or GameFly, um, I'm still mooching off of his Netflix. That's <laughs> another issue. I will um, report you to that. That is unconscionable. Well, it's, it's okay because I'm mooching off my parents' Netflix, so it all kind of <laughs> you're, you're allowed. It, no, I checked. You're allowed at least six activations. But only two concurrent streams. No, but the thing I noticed is that ultimately, um, for the price you pay, unless you pretty much return, you know, play each game in like a week and return it, you're generally better off just buying the game. I feel like Netflix is in a lot, or Gamefly is in a lot of ways just a way to play a lot of games without feeling like you're spending a lot of money buying games? I, I mean, thinking of a hypothetical, it, I, I imagine a lot of people feel more comfortable spending $22 per month to, you know, to support their game habit rather than what, you know, like I do. You, you know, I generally, I budget myself for one game every month and that's 60 bucks per month, you know, you, you know. Um, give, give or take some months I don't and then I make it up the, the, the next with two then there's the holiday which is just a, um, a cluster bang but <laughs> you know the, the, the economics of that are, are increasingly interesting as people kind of you know renegotiate what they're willing to spend on you know frivolous items right? sure the other thing I have to say is I'm pretty sure in kindergarten I learned that a queue is silent unless um, followed by you. So I'm pretty sure it's Wickster. <laughs> but it's t- it's like a, a hipster on Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. Ben, what's up about Quickster? Well, I mean, just do you have any thoughts? You've been you've been silent here. Well, I mean, like I don't even you. I don't even have a Netflix account. I yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that would be incriminating to myself about how how i watch media so oh, okay. no no i i, I understand but that 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 is uh i guess what all of this goes back to is with the with the netflix problem you know speaking only about movies the, the, there is a great service where people like myself tech technologically savvy people who would know how to illegally acquire these things potentially I was willing to pay my penance and give them ten dollars per month to get access to these things. Oh. So. They set the springs on it, <laughs> and <Ducks>. uh, <laughs> and then they go and kind of mess things up and make and and make technical technologically minded people uh, rethink that. It is it is depressing, but oh well. So, um, basically, proteins, their makeup, uh, what little protein amino acid things they have causes them to fold up all in knots. And apparently, figuring out how they're folded is really important to science and medicine. But um, apparently, computers are very bad at... um, figuring out how to unfold these things, Um, you know, sort of like the computer equivalent, I guess, of setting up an Ikea um, furniture. (laughs) Um, So what some um, scientists from the University of Washington did is set up a game called Fold It, where the um, gamers could attempt to um, basically fold proteins in order to find the best orientation that produced the least energy, which is 
what the actual orientation is. And this thing that um, scientists for the trying to cure AIDS have been trying to find this protein for apparently years, and gamers found it in three weeks. <laughs> Woo! So, I mean, on the first thing, it's it's fairly awesome, you know, the fact that gamers are curing AIDS, you know, stuff like that's cool. It's also interesting because um, it kind of shows, you know, the human brain's known for it being really good at, um, oh, uh, pattern recognition, things like that, which is something computers still aren't good at, so... Apparently, the robots will not overtake us yet. <laughs> and if they do, we'll just give them AIDS. <laughs> Ro- I think that's, that's the take-home <laughs> message. Oh, let's put four minutes on the clock and just talk about how awesome this is. I mean, the triumph of the human mind. Or, or extra time spent with a controller in hand. <laughs> no, no, but what David said, you know, that rings true. This is, you know, a, lo- a lot of games are about spatial reasoning. Right, spatial reasoning and pattern recognition, and, mm-hmm. and this basically took a very complicated problem, broke it down into a bunch of its simplest little component widget parts, distributed those things to individual people, and said, "Figure this out." And the results were sent back, and this was put together. This is not only a triumph of humanity, but also a triumph of technology—the ability to distribute this computing and to kind of find a novel solution to a seemingly intractable problem. Right. Yeah, I, I just have this image of my in my head of like fold fold revolution and like some wacky <laughs> interface with proteins like streaming at you and and Japanese music playing in the background. <laughs> but this, well, is like, I mean, of course, how are you going to cure AIDS without Japanese music? <laughs> but but this is like folding at home without raising your electricity bill. Yeah, I I left folding at home on all the time when I first got my PS3 before I realized what a crappy idea that was. (laughs) Why is this room so goddamn hot? (laughs) It's kind of like people mining for bitcoins. I've never even heard of that. Oh, look this up. It's a very funny funny idea. Um, Basically, it's this idea of a completely completely computerized currency that... uh, Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just uh, completely asinine. People are like building like rigs, like with twenty GPUs specifically to uh, to mine, quote unquote, for these bitcoins. And it's hilarious because people are being uh, busted uh, because the police look for spikes in power usage, looking for uh, grow houses. And so the cops the cops are breaking down people's doors, saying like, "Okay, where are you growing the weed?" And turns out it's just some you know libertarian nerd mining for bitcoins it's great which uh, by what we mean from that is he probably then gets busted for weed <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest there's probably a lot of overlap <laughs> but uh, the, the fact remains the fact remains i mean uh david did it say like what platform this was this was for see i was actually trying to find that it lists it as being um on Wikipedia as being um, Linux, um, Windows, and um, Mac. However, the actual article I read was on PlayStationLifestyle.net, which would tend to suggest that someone playing a PlayStation managed to find it. I think it's relevant to general gamer interest, though. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's true. So, um, So I guess, you know, basically on the computer... Okay, yeah, that's the one the one PlayStation 3 that they never updated that it can still run Linux. <laughs> Sick burns. Sick burns, my friend. You know, there's been several things that have tried this though. You know, there's the um recapture or whatever is basically the same idea. Or you know, capture in general. Or uh Google 411 was how they set up the uh the the reference database for their voice recognition that never works when on my Google Voice account. <laughs> that's that's amazing. So this was just one protein in a in a retrovirus that is very similar to AIDS. So right. three through three weeks in what scientists took years to uh to even begin to scratch the surface of. You know, it'd be interesting to see if they extend it because um the idea of, you know, figuring out pro, um protein folding um is a big deal and a lot of different um medical procedures in terms of um detecting different viruses finding ways to cure them all theoretically i mean this could be a big deal dude they should install this game in like every waiting room for every doctor and hospital ever 
Totally. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're joking or not, but it's a good idea. It's no, you know, it kind of started out as like, where would it be amusing to have this in prison? <laughs> <laughs> and that's time. <laughs> so Sony has issued a mandatory system update that serves only one purpose to amend the PSN terms of service agreement to forbid class action lawsuits of any form. Instead, all disputes and arbitration must be handled on an individual basis unless Sony agrees otherwise. This decision is related to this spring's month-long outage. Excuse me. Users will have the option to opt out of the agreement by sending Sony a postcard. So basically, this enrages me because it's essentially Sony saying, we expect it to happen again. <laughs> Let's put four minutes on the clock. Explain that. I mean, so yeah, you guys screwed up big time. You leaked people's information all over the internet. Well, I mean, technically, you dangled it out there and hackers took it, but it's basically the same thing. And uh, so you kind of have consequences headed towards you. That's the world we live in, you know? If I get caught with my hand in the cookie jar, uh, mom's going to give me a spanking. That's probably a little Freudian. But, um, <laughs> no, like, you know, it, we live in a world that's so centered around conflict avoidance uh, that I was really impressed when Sony stood up at E3 and was like, we screwed up, we're sorry, we're going to try to make it better. That was really respectable. And now they've gone and completely reversed it in a way that says, yeah, we we did something really bad, we screwed up, and so instead of learning from our mistakes, we're just going to make sure the next time that we do the exact same thing, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll weasel out of it. Yeah, this is them essentially saying, we don't like to be sued. <laughs> we really like our money. And, and it's funny because they they made their big uh, kind of uh, kabuki show of being contrite. And then when everybody's forgotten about it, because, I mean, geez, guys, this was like, what, four months ago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> stop living in the past, man. Yeah, that's, that's eons ago in terms of the news cycle, right? So then they slip this out. Sure. And the really weaselly part of this is you can actually opt out of this if you send them a postcard with a bunch of information, which is kind of them saying, like, okay, we recognize that the power of a class action lawsuit is in getting as many people to sign it as possible. So if we disqualify as many people as possible, because the only people who are going to send in those postcards are going to be, you know, the people who really care about this and follow it, which, you know, at that level of a quote unquote class action, if they could even get approved for it. Uh, it would be no better than them trying to file individually anyway. Yeah. Right? It just it, it completely neuters the idea of it. And this is not an unusual agreement to be put into a terms of service, but it's unusual in as far as, like, this is, like, the first time it's been done in a real consumer-facing kind of way. Usually uh, it's uh, it's focused on, like, employment law. Yeah. From what I understand, um, like the like the big thing with Walmart, uh, the big Supreme Court case with Walmart was basically about like whether or not uh, this is a, a, a constitutional thing to have an employment law. But uh, turns out that it is. So Sony is kind of taking this and turning it a little bit. The whole the fact that they're doing this after people have already had the PS3 potentially for years, if it hasn't caught on fire. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, that that seems like almost the worst part, just because, I don't know, I mean, that 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 seems almost like a bait-and-switch type of thing. Yeah, it's like, I mean, these people stuck with you through this big data leak, right? So those who are still playing a PlayStation 3 um, have already given, you know, Sony a, a serious amount of rope. And they just kind of went and took that rope to tie our hands even further. It's a serious question about, you know, consumer rights and whether or not you actually own this box and whether or not you actually own your information, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'd be interested yeah. to see some of the postcards they get. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, oh, we should capitalize on this. Let's uh, let's take pictures of us fl flipping off the camera, just like a, just a, a close-up shot of a hand. <laughs> And then we'll market that if we, you know, with 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 the template set up. You know, this is your name, this is your PSN number, this is your account number, et cetera, et cetera. And then we can put those up on sale um, on Craigslist, and then we'll get. I into, like it. Yeah, let's do that. Come on, oh, yeah. got a camera right here. <laughs> let's let's start a uh, a movement where you you know write write the postcard, make it easily legible, and then just wear it in your underwear for a day. 
before you say <laughs> oh come on it's not that person's fault it's not the it's not the male the male jockey's fault that's just cruel dennis well we know we know the postal service is on its way out anyway so <laughs> we're, we're sitting here having a good time and 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 you have to go and make it gross shame on you So the question of the night would be, what are you playing, Dennis? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I've, I've kind of had a long hiatus, so I feel like I should have a long list with the operative word be, being should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing, you know, Wedding and Honeymoon and all that stuff. So uh, the, the names of the games have not changed that much. I've uh, been playing a little more Hot Shots Golf. Okay. Which I'm I'm getting up into the more difficult tournament brackets now, and that's that's uh, I've started to uh, kind of reach my my skill level, uh, and so it's it's getting increasingly harder. Um, and again, I, I'm just continually amazed at for how my personality is. You know, usually if I see that I'm not going to finish first place in a race, I'll restart it before I finish it. Uh, or if I, you know. If I see that I'm, you know, not on track for the high score that I wanted, I'll I'll start over rather than invest the time and not hit my goal. But in in hot shots, I've I've been more than content to play through a round where I'm really not doing that good. So I don't know if it's something about the way the game is designed or just something about golf in general that lends itself to kind of uh, just kind of messing around and and uh, playing through even when you're not doing so bad or not doing so hot. I I think it's something about golf in general that and maybe that game is just uh, incredibly friendly. Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> that's also uh, that, that's also something. Uh, that, your your caddy makes such a cute sad face when you miss that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you miss the ball, I still love some some of the dialogue in that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me go back to China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then the the other thing I've realized is uh, part of what I've tried to do um, is is kind of I'll leave the game on in the background almost and I'll kind of play a hole and then go do some chores and then play a hole and then go, you know, help make dinner and that sort of thing. Um, and I suck when I do that. The game, <laughs> I, 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 you know, never would have thought about this unless I tried what I did. Um, the game really lends itself to getting into a groove, which I guess um, when I say the game, I mean hot shots and golf in general, yeah. where, you know, Playing, playing a bunch in a row, you start to kind of hit your stride and stuff starts clicking and you kind of get hot. Whereas uh, when I'm trying to just kind of play one hole at a time, uh, I just kind of stayed cold and was all over the place, which is a, is a real shame because it's it's such an easy game to just sit down and walk away from and come back to yeah. that uh, I, I wish I could keep my game up while I was playing it. But uh, no, that's that's uh, that's what I've been playing for the most part. Um, a little more time invested into DMC, but uh, Devil May Cry 3, uh, for those who weren't there when I talked about it last. Um, still a ton of fun, uh, has aged extremely well, but not that much new to report. Well, did you see um, that there is a possibility the ESRB rated um, HD remakes of DMC 1 through 3? <sighs> Ooh, no, yeah. I didn't. I've been, I, I tried to play DMC 1, and it wouldn't work on my, on my uh, system. So I'm very excited to to hear that. It's not it's not a done deal. It's not like confirmed. I'll, I'll be buying Sounds it when it comes awesome. out. <laughs> yeah. So the the one other thing I'll say is I I was um, gifted a PS3 uh, or loaned I guess I should say. Uh, my my brother doesn't have a TV in his apartment right now, so I I've got the uh, the his PS3 at least through Christmas, and I got so excited and I went to hook it up and my TV is too low def. I don't have just a plain old yellow video connector i've only got the uh the rgb inputs <laughs> so i either i either need to go buy uh, a nicer tv or i need to go out and and i i don't know if i can bring myself to do this buy a low def connector <laughs> for my ps <laughs> are you gonna get a radio shack for that i know it's, it's no I longer radio shack it's now simply the shack <laughs> is it really yeah they changed their name to the shack Pro tip, Dennis, um, the RF adapters for both the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 work on the PlayStation 3. It's the same jack. No way. Yeah. So you could, if, if, you're, if you're already playing your PS2 on it, you can plug from your, uh, you can plug that into your PlayStation 3. 
I could have had a mountain of games to talk to you guys about. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm ashamed. I didn't even think to try that. <laughs> no, no, it's funny because Sony is like the most consumer friendly in that regard, which makes sense because they need to be consumer friendly in some regard, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was about to say, I'm surprised they didn't make that the case on the 60 gigabyte PS3 and then make you buy a special adapter uh, yeah. for when this came out. <laughs> but okay, well, I've got, I'm, I'm going to go play some games. <laughs> uh, I'm really going to go work on cleaning out the massively overstocked rooms of my house. But that's that's what I've been playing. Uh, apparently, my repertoire of games for next week will be vastly expanded. Oh, very nice. Yeah, well, yeah, I, and I apologize to the audience. I do have to duck out early, but well, that's perfectly fine. Thank you so much for joining us for the per, for the first part of the show. Thank you guys for being awesome. Yeah, let's continue with a uh, discussion here. Do you guys mind if I go? Because I've got some kind of brief stuff here. Can I can I go? Because mine is really anticlimactic. <laughs> okay, yeah, go go. See, I feel like then you should go last. Yeah, I know, but, right? Oh, uh, I just haven't been playing much at all. I've been teaching. Yeah, go ahead. Go. Yeah. Same here. I've I've played one round, maybe two, of Modern Warfare Two, and played a little bit of Fallout Three, but that's about it. Like I have I have little to nothing to say. I did a little bit on Fallout Three, doing more missions for the Yes Man, and want to see how that ending is. But by Fallout Three, do you mean Fallout New Vegas? Yeah, that's okay. that's the one. That's what I mean. <laughs> I was just I was I was curious. So, yeah, yeah. So the, the the yes man missions they don't they don't differ very substantially from the Mister House missions, okay. From what I understand, yeah. Um, I think I'll, I'll you know I'll play that through and slowly go through that, and then after I do that, I'll probably just look up what all the different stories are, and then play whatever sounds interesting enough. Makes sense. What kind of what kind of character did you roll? Um. I used a lot of plasma guns or whatever, but I put my intelligence at a 10 from the get-go, and I think I got the, the one perk where you get two extra skill points. Like oh. I got that very early on, and so uh, I was basically just trying to max out all my skills. So, But then in addition to that, I used energy weapons and... I gotcha. Well, I told the story last week about being the uh, the gunslinger. So I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's, that that story does not bear repeating. But it's just, it's just interesting to see what people what people roll as and uh, if they're happy with it. Because the the sad thing about a lot of these games is that you're forced to make these decisions about what kind of character you're going to play before mm-hmm. you realize uh, whether or not that kind of character will be fun. To play. You know, I'm thinking of another game that has a similar system to that. <laughs> Which could segue into what you're going to talk about. Um, Knights of the Old Republic, I felt, yes. was a, a similar sort of dynamic there. But uh, yeah. perhaps we can talk about that for your thing. Yeah. See, that's why I always play it on PC, because then if I don't, if that happens, I just open up developer console and change things to what I would have done if I had known. But yeah, that's all I got. So Okay. Well, I hate to disappoint you, Ben, but I've <laughs> I played about a half an hour of uh, of Knights of the Old Republic one. Okay. Um, simply because, um, I I kind of I bought it on a lark, and I'm still <gasps> I'm still getting used to it. No, I'm not saying I dis. <laughs> quit, quit gasping! You're gonna pass out. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so so I, I I'll have more to say about it next week. How far did you get in the story? Um, I'm still I'm I'm I am at the very end of the tutorial level. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still I'm still learning more. It's very strange how it, how it controls. I can tell that it was primarily developed for the console, which is something I didn't anticipate. Okay. Um, just because of the way that you do control, I expected to be able to like pull back into a Baldur's Gate slash Neverwinter Nights, um, you know, tactical view, like like yeah. like looking down at everything yeah. as opposed yeah. to the um the view and kind of the decisions always being made from a single character level. Um, so that, that, that is something where I need to, um, I need to get used to it and get acclimated to, you know, kind of getting around. Um, it runs very well on my Mac, which obviously it should, since it's a, you know, an eight year old game. Uh, yeah. but uh, I got it on the, on the, uh, on the app store. It's the first game I bought on the official Apple app store, as opposed to, you know, going through steam, et cetera. And, uh, I've, I've been very, um, I've been very pleased with the process. Um, I saw that it was on sale, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll get it, and I'll make, I'll make, uh, I'll make Ben happy." Um, but I am rolling right now a uh, a female scoundrel 
Um, and then, okay. I, and then I, I imagine that I will go, you know, Jedi at some point, or we'll have to. Did I um, did I give you any advice when you said you were playing that game? Did I tell you anything about like? Because I thought about telling you like, oh, you should put your intelligence at this or something like that, but I don't know if I did or not. No, no, you didn't say that. I I always when I play these games, I always roll for uh, I always roll for conversation. So I set my intelligence and my charisma very high. Gotcha. Yeah, like so, my my main stats: intelligence, charisma, and um, dexterity. Obviously, for doing. Uh, Range weapons. Okay, cool. Is that is that a good decision or? In Night Sealed Republic Two, yeah. Two? <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. You know, and, and, and after after I've made all these mistakes, put in eight hours. <laughs> put in a good eight hours, Cole. <laughs> okay. Just think of it as a work shift, but it'll be so much more fun. Should I re-roll right now? <laughs> uh, well, you know, honestly, honestly, you're gonna want to prefer strength to dexterity. Oh, because of the because of the sabers, yeah. Even even as a scoundrel, see yeah. that was true even the pen and paper game. Well, isn't there some kind of weapon finesse feat that you can take that'll uh, that'll let you offload your damage to uh, to dexterity? In Night Soldier Republic Two, yes. God damn it! Not in the first. <laughs> one. Not in the first one. Son of a bitch! <laughs> You're just at the tutorial, dude. You yeah, can, I can. You I can, can back it out. I can no re-roll. problem. Okay. I didn't expect to get that angry about it. Um, it's just that good. Yeah. So, so I'll have more to report on that on that uh, on that later. I got I got so distracted uh, this past week um, since Minecraft 1.8 came out, um, which I know I, I know about your pale opinion of of Minecraft. So I will. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> What's that? I said, whatever do you mean? Well, you've never been able to look past the graphics. No, that's not true. No, okay. I just don't care about it, okay. or I don't. It hasn't. It doesn't strike my fancy. Okay, it's, okay. Not, my, it's not my bag. Baby. But it's not because of the graphics. Okay, I'm not that shallow, Cole. <laughs> well, 1.8 added some really interesting stuff. I mean, they're preparing for the. Uh, they are preparing for the adventure upgrade. Um, where they're going to be adding like quests and uh, NPCs. I was very disappointed that they, that they didn't add quests and NPCs um, at this point, but uh, mm-hmm. you know we'll uh, we'll see how that kind of fares. But right now, the 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 most important upgrades are the hunger system and uh, some of the new features you can find out in the world. Um, specifically, and I won't spend too much time on this, but uh, the, the the hunger system. So it used to be that eating food, be it you know crops that you harvest or uh, meat that you uh, harvest from living beings, um, used to be that <laughs> that uh, would you know would restore your health directly. Whereas right now they've added a hunger system, so you have two separate meters, and you have to watch this hunger meter. And uh, if you have a full hunger meter, it will slowly restore your health. And if your hunger meter is down, it will uh, drain your health. And it that sounds kind of not like, sound fun. It is actually just because it adds another kind of level of simulation to the game. You know, the 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 the, the whole kind of appeal to me for Minecraft is that it is this kind of robust, not realistic, but simulated world. And uh, and food is plentiful, but it's just something that you have to kind of consider i would i would imagine it being akin to uh rolling in hardcore mode in um fallout new vegas yeah or akin to say stalker where you have to uh in stalker don't you have to mind your hydration and your food as well Uh, yeah i guess you do technically have to do food yeah okay so so yeah i mean i I just it's a it's another it's another level it makes um it makes farming uh, a more viable option you know not like a lull you know, Farmville kind of thing, but uh, it gives you something to do, you know, during the day and it gives you a reason to kind of set up and establish, you know, I won't tell any stories about what I'm doing, but I rolled a killer world that had lots of buttes in it, like just gigantic, like plateau mountains, like the, like the, uh, um, Australian outback. So I'm slowly, nice. I'm slowly working on exploring the caves that are in that. And speaking of this, uh, they've also added ravines, so, like, as you're walking through, um, it will generate um, basically canyons 
And these canyons, you know, they will always have, you know, caves and stuff that will lead in, you know, lead into and out of them. And so it's just like this big gash across, you know, large parts of the world that can be rendered in there, which is really neat because with the new world gener generation, swamps and stuff are bigger and just kind of the general biomes, they're, they're very large. And just the, 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 the terrain that is, that, that is generated is generally much more interesting. Um, than it has been in the past. So that's pretty cool. I have yet to find any of the strongholds or the villages or the mine shafts, but they uh, are slowly working on adding these kind of randomly placed and generated dungeon type places for you to, um, you know, raid, loot, and uh, kind of uh, conquer. Have cool. they tightened up combat at all? They have. They've t they've taken um, some, some pretty important steps for that. You can do a critical um, hit by jumping with your with your sword so if you nice. um, if you if you hit a monster while you're coming down from a jump it will uh do critical damage on it uh you can also uh believe it's the right click you can right click the block and okay. um, you can now charge bow hits or, or your your bow and arrow and you move more slowly when you're charging so hmm. very cool so when does this game officially release it releases this november Okay, it's fun, and, and you know, it's it's kind of the 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 along with like The Sims, it is this quintessential kind of toy game, where there's not a you know, it's it's very much your curiosity and your own kind of volition that drives, uh, you know, setting your own goals, uh, but they're they're kind of adding in the support to really kind of codify, um, things that you're supposed to quote unquote do in the game. Um, play a little bit of Miss Three. Um, I'm not going to talk that much about that, although I will say it is the weakest game in the series um i'd say by far actually still enjoyed it the story is very good but it was the first game where they added 360 view um except it's all like stills and uh you are kind of like navigate like rotating around in like this quick time hd kind of thing where you're looking around <laughs> with a still image and it gets super 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 dizzying and it kind of makes you sick so it's like um google street vision yeah yeah it's like it's like walking around in google street view and trying to find your paths that way um it's it's a strategy that was much more effective in mist 4 which i started but didn't play enough to talk about here um but mist 4 just looks amazing and it was developed i think more smartly um so yeah yeah <laughs> pp duty uh, love the series, but that I think is the is the, uh, the the weakest entry, even though it is kind of the one with uh, one of the better stories. And then finally, uh, to justify my trash talking, I have played uh, about an hour and a half of Dead Island. I don't know what the reaction should be to that. <laughs> I'm at a loss. Okay. See, that's a game I'm excited about if I can find anyone to play co-op. And you know, that will be my one caveat. Because I don't have Xbox Live, um, and, and in fact, because my Xbox is not plugged into the internet, um, I didn't play co-op in this. You know, that's that, that that's my one caveat, is I may not have been playing it the way the developer intended. But I think my criticisms and my thoughts apply to it regardless. There are certain things that won't change if you are um, playing with a bunch of people. Playing with a bunch of people could distract you from that. And kind of that, that, that amount of fun that you're having simply by playing with other people could overwhelm the fact that the combat is a little bit shallow. Um, that may be the case. But I guess what I'm saying is the combat's shallow. Um, first person melee combat has been done very well before, um, s citing specifically, uh, the condemned games, both of which are amazing. Um, and both do a very good job of making, uh, first person combat feel, uh, kind of visceral and fast paced and, uh, not disorienting. Also the Chronicles of Riddick, Butcher Bay, and even going back to the original Xbox even further, a game called Breakdown had great, uh, first person melee combat. This game, oh, it's, yeah. re it's really about putting your cursor over the enemy and hitting the, the right trigger. And there's literally no depth to it like i think that you can hold down the button if you have like a specific uh stat or perk and unless you do like a a charge attack but uh it's it's really just whack 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 there's no block um there's a kick but that is kind of minimal in a kind of dead left for dead kind of fashion um or did left for dead have like a tackle i forget it's um push okay technically push. But... yeah it, it acts very similarly to that but because you know like you know if you're swinging like a like a boat oar around it doesn't have any arc to it it just kind of hits whatever's in front of you like what other crosshair oh that that's um, kind of weak yeah that's kind of lame right and be and because of that and because you know 
you can only attack one thing at a time and your weapons break super, super easy, like even easier than in Dead Rising. Um, like I was using boat oars that I got like maybe, maybe like 10 to 15 good whacks with. Um, yeah, that's why, um, why a lot of the reviews were saying like 15 hits on a fully upgrade weapon. Right. And it's kind of like, okay, well, if I fully upgrade this, am I going to want to spend my hits on it? And I, and I spend less time thinking about how fun it is to hit zombies, which ostensibly is the, is the, is the reason why people would want to play a game with zombies in it. Um, you know, just have, have mindless, uh, mindless fun hitting with it, you know, h- hitting them with, with various things. But so this like, is okay. like the opposite of Dead Rising 2 then. Right, right, because you have to economize. And in fact, it's the opposite of Dead Rising because um, at, the, at the most, in that first hour and a half of, you know, play, I maybe encountered like four zombies at a time. Okay. Okay, yeah. Which the entire kind of appeal of, you know, oh my gosh, zombies are after me. They're slow and they're stupid. Okay. Um, yeah, they're slow and they're stupid. And, you know, they, 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 they get you with numbers. And those numbers are not here. Unless it's, you know, 28 days later, in which case it's just stupid. <laughs> Did right, you but, not like 28 days later, Smith? I don't like the whole fast zombies that I just, I don't know. All right. The, 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 the zombies, they kind of have the, 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 the mobility of, general like regular human beings they're not preternaturally fast like the 28 days later zombies were gotcha you know? um so so yeah that's that's a, a large part of my complaint it's just kind of it's just kind of it, it misses the point in a lot of ways also um people seem to you know kind of associate whatever they want with this game like they say oh this is open world or oh this is left for dead or oh this is dead rising yes the world is open and yes you know, the, it's very big, actually. I was kind of staggered by the size of the map. That's pretty cool. But people are also saying that this is like Fallout because you can scrounge for items and upgrade your weapons and, and do all that. The least fun thing about a Fallout game, from a purely visceral standpoint, although I am a kleptomaniac and I would walk into a house in Fallout and just pick up every single, you know, <laughs> pot and pan and, and all that and take it back and sell it. Um, but you know, kind of the, the part that was, le- you know, the least gamey and the part that broke the pacing the most was when you would walk up and have to place your cursor over something and like, Oh, I missed it. Oh, I missed it. Okay. There I got it. Oh, there was like four bucks in there. Cool. All right. You walk into these rooms, these situations, these, uh, the, you know, these wide areas with, you know, bodies and trash cans and luggage and everything laying all over the place. And it's like, okay, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take my break in this ostensibly co-op, you know, fast paced thing and kind of loot around. While my buddies are waiting for me, I guess. <laughs> I I really wish more games would do it. Speaking of that, like um, Borderlands, so I love the just kind of vacuum pickup. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, make it like a make it like Baldur's Gate or make it like uh, uh, just uh, the Devil May Cry, even. You know. Yeah. Or or Enslaved, whatever, whatever, whatever you have. Um, you know what 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 good can I say about it? I mean, it looks nice. When the screen isn't tearing, um, which is something that console games do to an inexcusable level, um, and it really bothers me. Completely. I don't, I don't. I don't know if 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 other people are bothered by it as much as I am, but if I see a screen tear and I don't, you know, and you're on a console, so you can't set VSync to actually fix that problem, um, it really, really, really takes me out of the experience. Hmm. Pro tip: There's a very, very easy way to fix that. Play on, play on PC. PC. Okay, yeah, okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Dead Island. Um, I'm probably going to play a little bit more of it, but uh, beyond that, I think I might be done. So that's that's all I've been playing. I mean, I will have more Knights of the Old Republic for you next week, uh, Ben. One Thank thing, goodness. <laughs> one thing that I will tell you, um, which is which is pretty 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 cool. I placed my reservation for uh, Skyward Sword today. Ah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I made sure I, 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 you know, I thought about it for a long time. I want to get the special gold Wii Remote Plus, and the bundle that has the remote in it, like the limited edition thing, it's only twenty dollars more than the game itself. So I would be getting a twenty dollar Wii Remote Plus. That's what. What do they cost normally? Like forty bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, I know, right? And you and you need the Motion Plus to play the game. So oh, okay. And David. Well, I'll be honest. Um, kind of pulling a dentist. I've um, you know just started a new job. Well, 
Dennis and I guess Mirko as well just started a new job. Um, so I haven't been playing a whole lot, although um, I I did actually get started again um, playing World of Warcraft. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, wait a second. Last week we talked to Ben and I criticized him for like, oh, I just got a new job, so I'm going to play an open world time sync game like Fallout. You are offering the... <laughs> I just got a new job, so why don't I play an MMO? I gotta say, I'm not buying it, man. I would, I would like to defend myself and say that I played that game before I started my job. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, I would say the the two things. the The reason I originally got is, um, you know, a lot of friends in um, oh, in Cincinnati that play it, so it's a real easy way to keep um, keep in touch with people. Valid. But also, I would say. I like MMOs for that because I can get on and kill some kobolds and get some XP and feel like I accomplished something and then go do something um, constructive with the rest of my time. Okay. So, but um, actually, I this is the first time I've played it since the last expansion, so for everyone else, this is probably old news, but... They've um, redone, I guess, their entire game world, which is sort of cool because they um, updated everything to show the results of all the quests you complete when you do a playthrough. It's drastic. So it's nice actually seeing um, seeing some things change. Mm-hmm. Although the one thing I'm wondering is I can't quite tell if it's trying to do some like social commentary type thing because the the human lands the overall like overarching um plot line so far has been that um through like the last um oh two um expansions you know the humans have been going to war with everyone and just you know focusing all their resources on that and now like like most of the second zone is just full of homeless people, stuff like that, because the economy's been wrecked. Oh, Westfall? Like Westfall is <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Red Ridge actually. So I can't, yeah. I can't quite tell if they're trying to go all social commentary on me or what. <laughs> well, I mean that's just interesting. I, 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 did you buy Cataclysm? No, I did not. Okay, because I, I bought Cataclysm and I played it, but I never really got too far out of the Worgen homeworld. So I wasn't able okay, to see the yeah. changes to kind of the 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 WoW 1.0 um, experience, but that was uh, kind of one of the big box features for it was yeah. uh, was that um, players of of WoW 1.0 who who don't have access to the to the Cataclysm content will still have a completely new you know game to play. Exactly, and one of the interesting things they've implemented is now several of the quests. Um, I haven't quite figured out how they do it, but apparently change the way you perceive the um, the game world. So, like, um, you know, cities, um, you know, once you complete a quest, like, getting raised, and so um, whenever you go back to them, they're all messed up. And I haven't figured out if it's just it changes the way you see it or... If it's like, you know, after the quest, it changes things for a while and then goes back to normal or what. But it's a nice touch. I think that it actually is like it changes the way that you see it. I think it's a very clever. It's a very clever implementation of instancing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it and it it's a pretty effective way of, um, you know, making the storylines a bit more believable, a bit more meaningful. You know, this is what I say anytime an MMO comes up. But, you know, I like WoW. I really do. I think it's a very well-designed game. Um, I, you know, I, I, and I've, I've played it before. I, I, got, I got Cataclysm after it came out. I played that a little bit. But I have so much guilt associated with not playing them that, uh, <laughs> like, oh, I'm paying $15 a month for this. Well, do I feel like playing it? No, not really. Well, that makes me feel bad because I'm paying $15 a month to play it. I just, I, I'm, I'm so flaky, so flaky with my commitment to a game you know, that I can't just uh, do what I would normally do and just put that game down for several months and then come back to it later. So it's better for me not to even just be involved with it at the time because I can't predict when that's going to happen. 
Sure, and I mean that is, um, you know, previous to this, I played um, like right before December. So I mean that that's pretty typical for me too. Is you know just you play. You yeah, I play for a couple months and then cancel my subscription. So. Um. So so what what kind of like are you playing a character that you rolled before or is this a new character? Actually, t- um. Kind of two things. Um, one of the other features they've added I like is that you can now do um, dungeons with players that are on different servers. Yes. So um, I play with my martial arts instructor from back home, him and his wife, and um, all of my high-level characters are on a different server. So uh, what I've basically been doing is I've rolled um hunter and on their server and you know playing up through the levels but then you know when they get on and doing raiding i just log on to one of my other characters and you know do a raid or two with them so it's kind of some of both and it's a nice feature tell kristen i said hello <laughs> i will definitely well that's cool so you have to you'll have to keep us availed to your uh, to your exploits in that um in addition to other stuff that you might be playing, was there any, was there anything else that you uh, that you had been investing time in? Been playing a little, some of, um, you know, been working my way still through Deus Ex. Not a huge fan of the new ads, but oh, they put Star Wars ads in there, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, kind of the previously mentioned bait and switch thing. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Yeah, explain it to us. The most recent patch added. Um, Adds to the loading screen of the game. Oh, uh, well, yeah. That just so. sounds really intrusive to me. I don't. It's not. It's not too bad, and you don't see the loading screen often because it is, you know, open world. But oh, I don't yeah. know the way it was done is kind of annoying. Yeah. So, so these are ads for the new Blu-rays with the with the awful changes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are What are the awful changes? Um. They're they're too numerous to list here. I think the most awful is that they monkeyed around with the original tri- with the original trilogy uh, a little bit more. Again, uh, the, 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 again, right? The scene where um, Darth Vader runs across the room and throws the Emperor down the uh, down the uh, shaft. Yeah, he screams, "No, no, 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 no!" The Emperor does. No, no, Darth Vader. <laughs> He screams no as he throws somebody down a shaft. Like he, like he says no, 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 no as he's looking at uh, at the emperor torturing Luke. Then he screams no as he's running across, and then he picks him up and throws it down. Is this the, is this the just that means? Is this to try and justify Darth Vader's screaming no like an idiot at the end of episode three? <laughs> well, it's 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 throwing it along this, which you know there there are lots of you know arguments to be made about why it's asinine. Like you know they did it the, the the wrong way around. Like they should have just taken the no out of episode three instead of you know letting that particular piece of hammy acting infect every other aspect of the character. But the the well, actor I... who, who is in the suit, he does such a good job of kind of emoting the vulnerability and, and kind of conflictedness that, that that Darth Vader is feeling at that time without words, without any, you know, anything. And and just the, the, the voiceless aspect of that, just him, these subtle movements, and then getting up and doing it. It comes out of left field. That, and he takes the Emperor by surprise. That's why it's such a thing. You know, the Emperor just discounted, like, he would never turn on me, he would never turn on me. And then he's so busy having his fun torturing Luke, and then, boom, here comes Darth Vader, throws him down out of nowhere. That doesn't play if Darth Vader is screaming, no, as he's running at you. Yeah. Damn. The other thing I don't get is... Apparently, he said no once, so therefore he must do it in every dramatic moment. <laughs> like, is that how things work? I guess. I don't know. So, yeah. But but, but these ads are being put in there. And, the, you know, in-game advertising, that's not a new thing. It was done as early back as, like, uh, SWAT 4. That had in-game advertising. It even tracked how how long you looked at the ads in order to sell it. Um, Burnout Paradise famously has, uh, has uh, billboard ads um, in the world. But that is... Um, Passive. Part- it's passive. It's part of the world, right? It's not like right in your face, like oh, we're gonna sell, we're gonna sell uh, ad space on this thing that we already sold to you and made our money off of. Mm-hmm. See, and I feel like I wouldn't care so much if they 
tried to make it relevant. Like, for example, you know, if if they, for example, did like, you know, some ad for some product, but then like actually made the ad, what would this look like if it was an ad in the Deus Ex world? Uh-huh. That would be kind of cool as opposed to let's just take some ad our advertising department's already made and just paste it up there. If it was like, okay, it's a good, it's going to be a Coca-Cola ad. We will we will take that as red. It just it's going to be that. But we work with the graphic designers at Coca-Cola to market future Coke, right? Right. And say, "Oh, it plays nice with augments, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So it's still yeah. I was going to say one of the like in-game ads that's you know actually a fake ad, but that to me was really entertaining is um you know it's set however long in the future and you can like find an ad for like final fantasy 27 or something <laughs> like like that like yeah. i i saw that i'm like ah that's kind of witty you know you know yeah. maybe that wouldn't exactly be effective ad, but you know that sort of idea the the, yeah. the the word that i'm looking for is diegetic like if it's if it's a diegetic ad and it kind of you know really meshes in with the narrative and, and the established setting and it doesn't just forcibly rip you out um and kind of ruin your illusion then it's fine right yeah. that's not that's not coherent uh, i'm I'm thinking of crazy taxi where all of the destinations were you know fast food joints so the white girl right. would always go to pizza and the black guy would always go to kfc no joke um really <laughs> I, I am not kidding you look it up look it up on youtube that even is a little bit too uh is a little bit too on the nose a little bit too racist. A little, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Regardless, like, why is everybody going to fast food? What do you mean by <laughs> on the nose when you say that? <laughs> when I when I say when I say on the nose, I mean it's like too obvious, like too. These white uh... girls love pizza. <laughs> exactly. No, no. But so what, wait, what I mean what by what about the... um, Alan Wake the the batteries batteries that that too is a little bit eh, a little bit hinky i don't know it makes sense but it's more of an anti-advertisement for duracell because those batteries only lasted for like two, <laughs> two, two goddamn minutes <laughs> fast batteries i'm never buying those again but they kill monsters episode number 129 of stand under the don't tree and riddle me this a podcast about video games uh your homework for this week will be to tell your friends Hobbs, but also to like us on facebook if you have not become a fan of us on facebook you can go to facebook.com slash don't tree riddle and there you will find a little like button and uh you can participate in the conversation there that is uh, the best way to kind of interact with us. I think that and email too. That's don't tree riddle at duckfeed.tv. Other things you can do, you can go to uh, duckfeed.tv and look up old episodes of the show. Uh, some of the content is topical, but other stuff, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it gets better with age. Uh, you can you can find our information there. Subscribe to us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Cole Ross. K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S. My name is spelled weird. I know that. And uh, Dennis is at D-Furia. Um, can you guys think of anything else be, uh, that the listeners could do? Cole, do you have any funny videos to watch this week that are that is as good as Alex Jones going Super Saiyan? <laughs> because I've watched that so many times over the past week. Let me, uh, let me look at my favorites here. Okay, this one's a little bit long, but uh, you should go to youtube and look up uh something uh under the name of paranoid complains to city about rogue helicopter pilot oh <laughs> yes and there's a remix video so it has to be pretty good <laughs> that, that, that's that's your video homework you can check that out and uh just in general keep on listening so for stand under the don't tree and riddle me this this has been cole ross dennis furia has left the building but he will be back uh, who else is here? This is Ben Merkel. <laughs> My Smith. And uh, just watch out for those helicopter pilots, man. Three, two, one.
I'm here tonight to actually request John Walsh of the FBI's Most Wanted to make public and request a number one, America's number one public enemy. We have a rogue helicopter pilot on the loose inside this airspace. He's also on the loose inside this country. And I am after this report right here, which is a classified document from the Freedom of Information Act within the FAA. When I came down here to speak back in April about the bundling, I went home. I said something because I had I could back it up because I went to the Smith Junior House meeting years ago and I reminded you of four things I said, which was no smoking, 30,000 seats, solar hot water panels on it and put ice in the arena. And I told you why there's no ice in the arena. I made a statement and the statement was the reason there's no ice in the arena is but he had their hand in the pot. He didn't want ice in that arena because he knew down the road, just like the NBA, eventually the NFL and the NHL were going to expand. And if he allowed ice to be put in that arena, that means sometimes down the road he'd have a competing tennis, which would lessen his bargaining power at the city of Charlotte. I've been ready to explode like Mount St. Helens since the weekend of May 27th and 28th. And what happened to me was the evening of the 28th, I woke up in my house at late in the evening, early mornings at a.m. And my house was shaking. And it's shaking. And it gets shaking. And it's shaking. It's shaking. For over a minute to two minutes, it shook constantly. And it was the same white helicopter that I saw on Sunday afternoon that flew over my house when I walked from my part of the house to my garage. Sir, the exact same. Sir, no, I am, I won't raise I've got the Boy Scouts in the audience, and they may be getting scared because that's of That's fine. They have a right to be scared Scouts, because that's why I'm here tonight. I was scared. I was endangered, and I was threatened. My life was in danger because we have a helicopter pilot that flew 25 to 30 feet off my roof line between the magnolia tree and the property line for one to two minutes, and then he bailed out. And I followed him, and I tracked him down through the FAA because I made an official report. Sue Myrick knows about this. The FBI knows about this. John Edwards knows about this. This criminal intelligence division, the Charlotte Metro Police Department knows about this. I want this pilot. I want, it's a matter of national security. Wherever you are, Mr. Helicopter Pilot, come out of your hole. And you too, George Shin, because you were in that helicopter, Pop. You were in that helicopter, and you were nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> You're nothing but a lemon-headed coward terrorist pussy. <laughs> I wonder how often he did this. Like, I wonder at the beginning. I love how they just are like, and such and such on the homeland security issue. <sighs> it's just like it's 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 uh, it's Dale Gribble, right?